Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is Not About Your Body. I'm Jesse Neeland. And today I wanted to talk about the phenomenon that happens when I go and post something on Instagram about how you shouldn't praise and compliment people on weight loss. Now people get up in arms. Every time I do this, I lose a bunch of followers. People feel the need to tell me why they're stopping following me. I get lots of pushback, lots of questions. So I just wanted to unpack that a little bit further um, because I recognize that obviously this is not feeling clear or easy to understand for people. Otherwise, you know, a lot of my work gets responses like, oh yeah, I'm with you, you know, and this one gets like, I'm sorry, what now? What are we supposed to be doing with this? So I just wanted to talk about why that is and, and sort of speak into some of the questions that I get when people see me write that. And I should also just say, anytime I post, generally speaking, about uh, how weight loss is not inherently good and weight gain is not inherently bad and it's not inherently bad or unhealthy to be fat and it's not inherently good or healthy to be thin, any of these things in this realm, uh, this whole topic gets the same kind of pushback. Now, I can see that the reason it gets that pushback is because people are coming at this topic with, you know, a fat phobic lens because we grew up in a fat phobic culture with an anti-fat bias and a ton of diet culture praising thinness and weight loss and assuming that that's good and healthy. So some of this is really complicated because, you know, there's like the question of, well, but what about me? I have this medical issue or whatever. And I can't speak to every single person. Obviously, I'm speaking very broadly. I have to, right? It's Instagram. Even now, I have to now because it's a podcast. I can't address every single person. If you don't think this applies to you, that's totally fine. If it doesn't resonate with you, totally fine. But what, what I find really disturbing and uh, interesting is how many people feel the need to prove me wrong. There's so much pushback. It's not just like, oh, well, that hasn't been my experience or that's not how I'd like to do it. There's a lot of like, but what about this? There's a lot of anger and defensiveness. And that is where I would just like to invite some curiosity because we don't get that upset about stuff that we're not, you know, feeling attacked by in some way, right? We don't get defensive over things that don't feel like it's somehow personal. Because if I said, you know, I don't think any of you should ride camels to work, you might read that and be like, well, I get, this post just doesn't apply to me. You know, like whether or not you do ride a camel to work, you're just going to hear that or read that and go, but that wasn't for me and move on with your day. You're not going to be like, how dare you? Some people like to ride camels, right? So you only get defensive when it feels personal. And getting defensive, especially in response to stuff around weight stigma, um, weight loss, weight gain, fat phobia, and the anti-fat bias, all of that stuff tends to make people super defensive because it feels personal, because they are often people who have dedicated a lot of time and energy trying to lose weight, trying to fit the standard, trying to change the shape or size of their body. And they feel, they feel disrespected when I write something like that. If I say, hey, being thin isn't an accomplishment, people feel really disrespected if they either are thin and worked hard to get there. And they're like, screw you, lady. Like, I absolutely accomplished this. I worked my butt off to get here. Or if they're not thin and they really, really want to be thin and they think, yeah, okay, like that's all well and good for you to say, but, you know, it is the accomplishment that I have been chasing or wishing for my whole life. And it absolutely comes with the status and respect in our culture of an accomplishment. 
So if I say something like this, being thin is not an accomplishment, and you have no stake in the game, you're not going to get upset. Even if you don't really understand it, even if you're like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to say. If it doesn't hit any, anything personal for you, it's not going to make you defensive or, or angry. Right. So we can see that people coming onto my Instagram page and sending me messages and leaving comments about how mad they are that I could ever suggest such a thing. They've obviously got some personal stuff going on. You know, it's just it's really clear that they have not worked through something that makes this feel personal and uncomfortable. And I'm not talking about people who are like asking genuine questions and engaging in a, in a genuine dialogue because that's totally different. Someone's like, hey, that's interesting. I, I never thought about it that way. I've been approaching it this way. What do you think about that? Maybe there's something in the middle. I am always down for a real dialogue, but I'm talking about the people who are like, you're wrong. How dare you? You're promoting obesity now and you're telling people to be unhealthy. And they're doing a lot of, you know, the sort of argument around the argument. So being thin isn't an accomplishment might be what I said, or, you know, people in fat bodies are still worthy of respect. These are simple things I'm saying. And then they come in and they're like, if you're promoting obesity, what do you think about people who have knee pain and, uh, you know, type 2 diabetes and blah, 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 right? And I'm just saying, well, they're worthy of respect. I don't know what any of that has to do with what I said. But it's very revealing that that's where your brain went, that that's where you took it. That shows me not anything about what I'm saying, but about, about what you're struggling with or dealing with or even just living with in this space. So... Anyway, that's the first thing I just wanted to just unpack a little bit of the phenomenon of anger and defensiveness in response to anything I ever post in the realm of weight, fatness, uh, sort of the anti-diet world or um, anti-weight uh, stigma world. It's just so, in, it's so intense, it's so immediate, and it's so needing of our curiosity and uh, I hope, I mean, if anybody listening to this podcast is one of those people, I hope you will read this as a genuine invitation to get curious. Because I, I believe that all this stuff, like this anti-oppression work, which absolutely fighting weight stigma is anti-oppression work, it takes a long time and a lot of exposure. Because I was one of those people. I mean, I've talked about this in the podcast before. I was super bigoted in a bunch of ways that I had to unlearn through exposure and re-education. And, and weight stigma was one of them because I was in the personal training world and it just seemed obvious, like, of course, being leaner is better. Pretty much the, the best you can be is as lean as you can get before you get sick. Like, that's basically how I had approached it for a while because as a personal trainer in that culture, that seemed to be everybody's goal. Get as lean as possible without making yourself sick because at a certain point, you start to get sick. So that was always the goal. That was always the assumption. It took me a really long time to acknowledge, oh, wow, this message is causing harm. And not everybody who eats the same and exercises the same is going to have the same body shape and size. And wow, weight stigma is actually killing people. And if I care about people's health, then I'm going to start fighting weight stigma, not promoting weight loss. So all of this stuff, I had to go through it too. There were probably years where I said offensive shit on other people's Instagram pages. So don't get me wrong, this is not coming from a holier-than-thou perspective. This is coming from ha having really, really unpacked it and gone through immense education and experience and exposure in this space. And, and that's it, you know? I invite you to be curious about what might be coming up for you and let that lead you to the next thing you want to learn or unpack in this way.
Be curious about why it makes you defensive. What does it challenge for you? What sacred cow am I accidentally burning for you, you know? Um, and what does that mean? And is it possible that it's, not, that it's not true? That the thing you've taken for granted might not be true? Or maybe that it's true for you, but it's not true for everybody. You know, so there's lots of different ways to sort of challenge and invite curiosity into this if you do feel defensive. But mostly, I just want to say, this is fat phobia. This is people enacting the anti-fat bias and weight stigma on my Instagram page, which, of course, I go through and I block and I respond sometimes. And, um, you know, I just I handle it in ways that hopefully I don't get any of that actually living on my page because I don't need anybody seeing that kind of thing. Uh, it's super damaging and harmful, and I feel very protectively over my audience. But that's what it is. You know, even, even when it's just a genuine question, it is still part of the anti-fat bias. So if somebody comes in and they're like, well, I mean, I want to praise weight loss because they worked really hard to get healthy. How is that a bad thing? That's a genuine question, right? That, that person's not being a jerk. They're just really trying to understand. I said, stop complimenting weight loss and they said but what if the person worked really hard to get healthy and I want to compliment them shouldn't that be okay and this is where I want to respond and unpack some of the the questions that I get here is because first of all like you do you man I cannot control you I am not in charge of your life if you decide that that's how you want to be that's how you're going to be and what I have to say about it is not going to have any impact and that's okay whatever we're all our own people but if you're trying to understand why I'm saying it then the answer is, why do you have to mention weight? We can look at evidence showing that talking about uh, weight loss and gain in such a way that reinforces weight stigma, which if you don't know what weight stigma is, go look it up, please. It's an extremely important part of this conversation because it's basically the uh, stigma attached to people in large bodies that causes immense physical and mental harm to not only those people, but to people who are afraid of becoming those people, which means pretty much everybody is impacted by weight stigma on some level in a negative way. Um, so by asking a question like that, uh, or, or rather I should say, by complimenting somebody on that, you are reinforcing weight stigma. You're saying, oh, good for you, you're smaller, that's great. Now you might say, good for you, you worked so hard to get healthy, but that's not what I said, you know, that's different. If you know this person, if this person is your friend or your, you know, family member or whatever, you know that they worked their butt off, they, they pushed themselves to get to the gym, they switched out, you know, soda and candy for home-cooked meals and more vegetables and drinking more water. Like, maybe you know all this, you have all the backstory and you're 100% positive that this person has zero negative relationship to food or body image. This isn't something that can happen, but let's say it was. Let's say you knew all of that for sure, for sure, for sure. Even then, there's just no need to comment on the weight. Because then you can say, damn, dude, like I saw you work your ass off. And I'm really impressed by your discipline and your hard work and your commitment to your goals and your belief in yourself and the fact that you're willing to, uh, you know, put everything you've got in and really bet on you. You know, that impresses me. And I just think that's so cool. I have a lot of respect for that. And if you want to compliment them, you can phrase all of those things more like a compliment, like, wow, it, I think it's, you know, you're so hardworking and disciplined and I, I love that about you. You know, you can turn it into praise and a compliment if you want, but, but just even sharing that impact, like, wow, me watching your journey to get healthy had this positive impact on me and I just want to share it. That's awesome. I mean, 
there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I would say there's no way to know for sure that they were not struggling with food issues or their relationship to food, weight, or body image. Because most of the people who I work with who have crippling uh, issues in their relationship to food and body and weight, you would never know it. Nobody in their life knows it. Not one soul, but me, pretty much. This is a really common occurrence. They're like, I just, you know, everybody just thinks I'm like healthy and they're like really impressed and they praise me all the time and they don't know that I like stay up at night counting calories and macros and and wondering if I was bad for having had dessert and if I, you know, if I need to like get up early and go for an extra hour run before my work tomorrow. Like these are, these are things you can't know because they live in that person's head. So maybe you just think, I'm saying, man, you were, you worked so hard to get healthy and I love that. I think it's so impressive. And that person is secretly struggling with a feeling of being totally unworthy in their bigger body and now feeling like, okay, maybe I'm starting to, to make people like me because, you know, obviously I'm thinner now. I'm worth more. I'm more worthy of respect and love and belonging. But that means I can't gain an ounce back or I will go right back to being a worthless piece of shit and I can't let that happen. So now they're like obsessed. You know, maybe it started healthy. Maybe it spun out of control. Maybe it was never healthy, at least from that mental perspective. It was always about shame. You know, we just can't know these things. You can't know those things. So that is one of the reasons I say just, just don't. There's just no reason to do that necessarily. That said, if you were to praise that person for something, you don't have to praise their weight. You can praise these other things that are a lot safer. They still carry the potential for some harm, but they are safer than saying, wow, you look so great. I'm really impressed that you lost 50 pounds. Like that is super high risk for damage, even if you know the person did it in a healthy way, because you don't know what's going on in their head. You don't know how they felt about themselves before or now. And, you know, you don't know who's listening. You don't know if your kids are listening and going, oh, shit, okay, I got you. Important to be thin. You'll love me more if I'm thin or you'll love me less if I'm fat or a coworker or a random person on the street. <laughs> Anybody who's like listening and getting this message reinforced for them. Also a potential for harm there. So in this sort of ideal weird situation I've set up, you're alone in a room with a person who you know 100% has done this weight loss in a really healthy way. They worked hard to get there and you want to compliment them. First of all, go ahead. It's your life. I can't stop you. Second of all, why comment on weight when you can comment on the thing that actually impressed you, which is a lot deeper. You know, it's like the qualities about this person that you are admiring. It's not, you look so great. I'm so impressed with how good you look. It's, you look so great. You worked so hard to get there. I'm really impressed with your discipline, uh, your willingness to commit to yourself, that whole thing, right? Like that's the real thing that's going on. So say that, say that real thing. There's no need to mention weight. There are sometimes people who want to be complimented on their weight loss. And of course, this gets a little tricky because if someone says, I lost 10 pounds, don't you think I look good? <laughs> it's really difficult to be like, uh, I have no opinion on weight or you, uh, you know, like it puts you in an awkward position and this does happen. So some people want to be complimented on their weight or weight loss. And again, I just leave this to you, right? You do what you want. In that situation, I will not comment on it in a way that makes it um, sound like I'm impressed with weight loss or think they look better now. I just won't. I don't comment on bodies. It's just, it's just a policy, right? Sometimes I say some really awkward shit in those situations because I'm, I am being very clear. I'll say, oh, well, you know, I thought you looked great before and I think you look great now. And then they'll say, yeah, but I mean, I obviously look better now. Don't you think I look better now? I'll say, 
thought you looked great before and I think you look great now, you know, or, or even sort of, I, I didn't notice, but I'm glad you feel good. I'll say, really, you didn't notice? I, I worked so hard for this. How could you not notice? I think I look totally different. Say, oh, I mean, if it's true, I'll say, I, I didn't notice, but I'm glad you feel good. You know, I get a little broken recordy with these, these awkward moments because I refuse to engage in a conversation in which I am celebrating a smaller body or saying that that is in any way superior to a bigger body. Now, here's the other thing that comes up on the Instagram page, stuff, you know, in that space, is a lot of people assume that I'm talking about, like, or, or you know, depending on how they're responding, some people are assuming that I'm talking about very, very fat people losing weight to become what they would consider healthy people, or I'm gonna call like medium-bodied people. Uh, because obviously it has nothing actually to do with their health, but that's what they're imagining, right? They're like, wait, are you saying that unhealthy, super fat people losing weight and becoming healthy, medium bodied people, that that isn't worthy of celebration? Like, how dare you? What is this attack on health that you're, you're running over here? Why are you promoting obesity and telling people not to lose weight? Which again, these are all drama arguments. This is all nonsense. People are reading way into it, not reading the caption, just reading their own, you know, emotional um, sort of spinoff. And so in these cases, I will say, like, I'm talking about all weight loss. This applies to literally everybody on this entire spectrum. If somebody weighed a thousand pounds and got down to 500 pounds, I would not praise the weight loss. Now, is this person my friend? I might have a lot to say uh, that would praise them. You know, I might be impressed as hell about the change they made in their lives to, you know, let's say it was a really positive, healthy change that brought this about. And I, I would I would probably have a lot of really positive shit to say to this person if I knew that that was true. But even so, I would never feel a need to say you look so much better or thank goodness you lost all that weight. Like, I just I don't think there's a need to be talking about that. But because of weight stigma. I mean, that's it. Because weight stigma causes harm, and you can find the studies, it causes harm. It causes, um, you know, the bias that fat is bad and thin is good that is so deeply ingrained in our unconsciouses leads to doctors doing worse medical care, giving worse medical care to people in larger bodies. And, uh, you know, it's just horrible. Like, it literally leads to people dying because we have this idea that fat is so bad, fat is the problem, instead of looking at someone's actual health and saying, okay, well, what are your habits? And that's what a lot of this comes down to is we can talk about habits all day long. If this friend of mine who went from a thousand pounds to 500, like stopped doing a lot of numbing behaviors that came from a place of grief or low self-esteem or trauma or something like that and they really like you know they did the therapy and they turned it around and they started Im implementing healthy habits because they finally decided I am worthy of care and of feeling good and they you know the, the weight came off as they lived this new life with these new habits I would again I would just never need to talk about the weight to celebrate the shit out of that person I'd be like hell yeah you turned your life around I am so proud of you and so impressed and so happy that you're you're doing this work to take care of yourself and stay here, you know, like that's amazing. And I'm so happy to see it. But I can talk about the habits and the lifestyle and the whole thing without ever mentioning weight. Because the truth is, if that person at a thousand pounds did all of those things and for whatever reason didn't lose weight, I would still be impressed. 
It's not the weight loss that impressed me. And I think that's the thing we really need to get clear on. The weight loss shouldn't be the thing that impresses you. And therefore, it shouldn't be the thing we compliment or praise or talk about. It's just a side effect for some people when they do stuff that impresses you. But other people are doing that stuff and you are so, you you know, sort of the general you, um, the royal you, not necessarily you listening to this podcast, but people are so impressed with the weight loss that they totally skip that. You know, this person, uh, now let's say, okay, so I gave you this really extreme example, right, to highlight a point that this no... um, no complimenting weight loss sort of applies to the entire spectrum because now let's go all the way to the other side and we've got someone who's super thin already or let's say she's she's medium bodied and gets too super thin or maybe she's thin and she gets to super thin right this is somebody who can say okay they're all technically in the quote-unquote healthy bmi range which if you're not aware the bmi is a terrible indicator of health invented by someone it was never intended to be used as a marker of personal individual health um it has been updated in the last couple of decades just basically to make uh, companies who make uh, diet culture type products and everything it, to help them and to basically just boost fat phobia and weight stigma, honestly, um, because that is a moneymaker for huge industries in our, in our culture. Anyway, so BMI is garbage, and let's say, though, because it is sort of this uh, iconic marker, they go from a healthy BMI to an even lower BMI. People are complimenting that. And so sometimes I would get this sort of straw man argument on my Instagram page of people being like, well, you know, it's like saying, well, basically, I don't, I don't know if I used the word straw man argument correctly just there, so I'm going to let that go. Um, We're all human people. I'm not going to edit this out. You can just listen to me work through my thoughts here. Um, So basically, people will sometimes say it's okay to compliment super fat people for getting smaller, but it's not okay to compliment thin people for getting smaller. That that's something that will often be said to me. I'll be like, okay, well, first of all, no. Second of all, like thin people are still getting complimented. Like you know that, right? Constantly. When I was thin. I got some compliments, you know, whatever, occasionally. When I was super freaking lean, I got complimented nonstop. Nonstop. People would stop me on the street to tell me how good my body looked. Like, it's, it's absolutely bonkers how much attention people who are very, very thin, small, lean, whatever, get. And this would be different for a man because he might get that same attention for being super, super lean, but big and muscular, right? Either way, you can't make the argument that, oh, I would never compliment like a small, healthy person for losing weight, only fat, unhealthy people, because that's not what's happening. That is not what's going on in our, in our culture. We know this from women with eating disorders. We see all the time. They get so much compliments, so much praise, so much positive attention during the height of their eating disorder. They're, they're super incredibly sick and nobody knows about it and everyone is complimenting them on how great they look how much willpower they must have to avoid certain foods, you know, how hard and how hard they're working and how disciplined they are to exercise every day. Like this is happening. Why is it happening? Because we have the assumption that smaller and leaner is better until you get sick. That is just garbage and it's happening. So you cannot make the argument that, oh, some complimenting weight loss is okay, but only if it's for people who went from unhealthy to healthy because you don't know. And also because 
nobody else is really making that distinction. Even if you want to make that distinction, it's not happening. Even if you wish our culture made that distinction, it's not what's going on. A huge amount of this praise is given to people in small bodies who get smaller, in thin bodies who get thinner, or in lean bodies who get leaner. That's happening. So when I talk about not complimenting weight loss, it applies to the entire freaking spectrum. And on top of that, you just don't know what's in anybody's head. So the possible harm you could cause by complimenting is it's an unknowable high risk thing to do. I just don't understand why anyone would do it. Because what's the benefit? And I should mention too, like this thousand pound person I gave as an example who gets down to 500, they might not have done it in a healthy way. They might have developed an eating disorder. Or they might have done it because of the side effect of the meds they're on for cancer. Or they might have done it because of stress or anxiety or grief or any number of things that are not them being healthy. So it is not even in that case inherently knowable that, they, that they're being healthier or getting healthier or should be supported or praised in this, even then. And that's about as extreme of an example as I can come up with here. So let's say they get down to 500 pounds, but they did it in a horribly unhealthy way. I mean, I suppose there's some complexity in there, right? Like maybe, maybe they got healthier on accident in some ways while they were totally sick in others. I mean, whatever, life can be nuanced, but it just is not a good place to start by assuming that they did it in a healthy way and are now healthier because you don't know what they did and you don't know what's going on in their head. Which brings me to the other thing, which is like focusing on habits, which is what I'm always talking about. I will talk about somebody's health habits all freaking day because that's an interesting topic. And it really, it represents, uh, you know, it's about self-care. It represents how you treat yourself. It's an important topic. So if somebody implements healthier habits, let's talk about those habits. That's what's really impressive. You went from not taking very good care of yourself to taking good care of yourself. Awesome. I love that. I can totally praise you for that. That's great. But I'm not going to link that to weight because it doesn't need to be linked to weight. And it certainly doesn't need to be linked to aesthetics in any way. You know, like it's not an aesthetic thing. And the more we focus on people's aesthetics, the more we reinforce the idea that how they look is really important, which means we're reinforcing body image issues, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, and just a super messed up relationship to ourselves and how we look. There's no freaking upside. Why do it? When what actually is going on is you're stoked that this person in your life is taking better care of themselves and you're impressed and you just think it's great. Just talk about that, man. And this is all assuming that you know what their habits are, right? This is assuming that you are, you know, impressed because someone trained for a marathon and you watched them go through this training process and get in like super good shape and, you know, crush it and like reach all their goals. And at this point, maybe they lost some weight. Maybe they didn't, but either way, like you, they did something impressive and you want to compliment them on it. So compliment them on it, but be really specific. It's the habit and the qualities that went into forming that habit that you are impressed with, that you are admiring. And that links it to them. That builds for them a really healthy sense of self-worth. If we all had all of our accomplishments like that linked back to who we are, we would all do way better and have more self-worth. Think about, you know, if we all said to children like, your smile lights up a room and it makes me feel so good to be around you because I care about you so much. You're, you're, so, you're so fun to be with. 
like, that's a really lovely compliment, but oh my God, you're so cute. I love you. I mean, that links your affection and desire to be near them with their appearance, right? So we do this all the time. We constantly reinforce the idea that aesthetics and worth are linked. It screws everybody up. It is why I have the job that I have and why there is a need for it in our culture. So if you know somebody's habits, just focus on that. If you know uh, that it was done in a healthy way, focus on the qualities that allowed it to be done in a healthy way. Link it back to who they are as a person internally and just leave the aesthetics and the weight out of it. And also because it needs to be said here, um, a person who moves from unhealthy habits into healthy habits will sometimes lose weight. But this is not a guarantee. If it was a guarantee, we'd be having a different conversation because then the only way you would ever lose weight would be because you were being healthy. The only way you would ever gain weight is because you were being unhealthy. That would be a different thing. That's not what's going on. You can lose weight for a million reasons. Lots of them are unhealthy. So Likewise, on the other side of this thing, it, you can gain weight for a million reasons or not lose weight for a million reasons. Some of them are healthy, some of them are unhealthy. Now, let's take this example of a person who's like, okay, I've been taking garbage care of myself. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to turn this ship around, you know. They, they start doing all of the healthy things. They drink more water, they get more exercise, they eat more healthily. They do all this stuff and they don't lose weight. Why? Why is that? Because they didn't gain weight in the first place for the reason of unhealthy habits. Not everybody does. This could be genetics. This could be any number of things. I'm not even going to go into it. But like a person can simply be at a weight for reasons other than unhealthy habits. Which means when they fix their habits, fix, listen to me, that's even, even right there. There's like this judgy automatic thing of like, oh, they've improved it. They're now superior. Um, and I don't stand by that, but just noticing like that is my automatic, that slipped out of my mouth because that's been in there my entire life. That bad habits and good habits are superior and inferior habits, right? Not just habits that promote someone's health and habits that don't promote someone's health. I mean, this stuff is baked into our language and our thinking in ways we don't even realize. So let's say this person who weighs what they weigh, not because of unhealthy habits, but because of any number of other factors, they now implement healthy habits they stay the same weight. That makes sense, right? Because weight loss is only going to be the result of your habits changing to become more healthful if in fact it only you were only at the weight you were originally at because of unhealthful habits. Like this is the only time that you lose weight when you change your habits. Now, I can totally see why people get confused about this because that's a lot of people, a lot of people's experience. Like, oh, I was really unhealthy in college. And then I started exercising and eating healthy. I lost some weight and I felt way better. That's a really common story. So people link it. They're like, okay, well, everybody should just eat healthy and exercise more and they too will lose weight. But that's not true. That's super um, really zoomed in perspective. And it is not representative of what's actually going on. Lots of people live in fat bodies with healthy habits. That's just a thing. And you want to know the number one reason people live in fat bodies with healthy habits? It's because they have dieted for a lifetime to the extent that their metabolisms have shifted and now weight loss is not really an option for them or at least it would require a, like a sacrifice um, of health in the meantime that would just absolutely not be worth it. So they either have the option of getting sick to lose weight, basically, you know, mentally and physically unhealthy, 
putting their body through extraordinary mental and physical stress in order to lose weight, which, you know, teach their own, their body, bodily autonomy, you could do it, or just staying at the weight that they're at and focusing on health. So now they're living in a large body because they yo-yo dieted their whole lives, their metabolism responded, and maybe they've got a genetic component. And uh, so, yeah, now they run and they eat healthy and they drink lots of water and they're just like super healthy, but they still live in a large body. And everyone is going to look at that person and say, oh, you should, you're unhealthy. You should try to get healthier because of the anti-fat bias, because of weight stigma. And they're wrong. That person does not need to change their habits. They're healthy as hell. But likewise, we don't look at, you know, thin people and think, oh, I bet they're like super unhealthy. You know, they're smoking cigarettes and eating McDonald's every day. But you wouldn't know it because they're thin because genetics and because of any other number of factors. So you look at them and you assume, oh, they must be healthy. Because this absolutely false notion has been planted in our minds that fat bodies are unhealthy and thin bodies are healthy. When actually health is the result of habits, some genetics, and really just the sort of net combo of, of what you've done and where you're at in, in terms of like blood work, in terms of um, cardiovascular endurance, in terms of strength and mobility, in terms of, uh, yeah, all of these different factors that actually make up health, not body size. So that's why I do not compliment weight loss. I do not recommend that you compliment weight loss. Not, not ever is <laughs> my recommendation. But if you're going to do it, if you feel a really, really strong urge to do it, I would recommend at least finding out for 100% definite sure that this person has absolutely no disordered relationship to food, weight, body, or exercise, and that they did it in a totally healthy way that feels great for them. And even then you're risking reinforcing something that was mentally uh, dangerous or unhealthy because you really can't know because you're not really inside their head. You weren't really there doing all these habits. So if you need to, I mean, I can't stop you. The next thing I would say, if you can resist that, is to compliment the habits. Share the positive impact that their habits or lifestyle change or whatever it is has had on you. And again, this requires knowing for 100% sure that this came from healthy habits. Because if you're like, wow, I'm so inspired by how hard you must have worked to lose weight. And the person's like, uh, I got really sick and I lost weight because I haven't been able to eat for six months, you know? Like a lot of times they're not just, they're just not going to say that. They're not going to tell you you're never going to find out because that's a super freaking awkward thing to say. But you might be putting them in that position if you don't know for sure in advance and you're complimenting something that actually isn't true or actually like reinforces something else. Um, but again, if you know those things, you know this person, you, you feel really confidently uh, that it came down to health and hard work and other things that impress you, by all means, talk about the habits and how that has had a positive impact on you and you think it's great. Even, even in that, though, really check yourself and notice, like, why is it impressive for you to see somebody work hard at the gym and resist dessert and you know, wake up early and drink green juice and go to yoga. Why is that impressive to you? Because it might actually just be impressive to you for reasons that are deep and, you know, really genuine to you. But a lot of that stuff comes down to our diet culture, fat phobic, weight stigma, anti-fat bias stuff that is in our unconscious. We go, of course, that's good. That's better. A person who does that, mm, that's very good. And it's part of this image we have of like a thin, healthy person, you know. 
So just check that stuff. And again, get curious. And if, if that statement made you defensive, get curious about why. What's going on with, there, with that for you? What's the personal connection you have with this? And yeah, this is, this is the kind of stuff I think about when I respond to these posts. It's super frustrating to feel like I have to go through the same topics over and over and over. I lose followers. People get mad. And I'm just like, y'all, it's not that complicated. I mean, like I said, I, I am not in a position to judge. I've been there. I know it takes time. But from where I'm standing now, it's frustrating because I'm like, it's not that complicated. Look up weight stigma. It kills people and makes people unhealthy. So if, you're, if your actual priority is people's health, you will not perpetuate state weight stigma by supporting, praising, um, complimenting, and giving a lot of positive attention to people losing weight. Or, you know, putting a lot of negative uh, bias or like inferior attachment to people in larger bodies. Like you just won't do it. Because if you care about health, that's, that's the truth. You can absolutely talk about habits. You can absolutely implement habits. If you want to get healthier, there's so many ways you can do it in any shape and size of body. That's what health at every size is all about. Why it's so important. Because a person in a fat body does not need to lose weight necessarily to get healthier. They can just do all of the things we've just talked about that are healthy habits. So can you. If you're like, oh, I feel like garbage in my body right now. I want to get in shape and lose some weight. Just drop the end of that freaking sentence. Like, just go do the things that are going to make you feel better and maybe you'll lose weight and maybe you won't. But the attachment to that, the obsession with that part, as if that's the only thing that matters, as if that's actually the measure of health, is hurting everybody. And it's just not true. So question why you're so obsessed with that part. Why is it so important? And the answer is undoubtedly going to be weight stigma and the anti-fat bias or the pro-thin bias, if you want to look at it that way. And that's something worth challenging because it harms everyone. And it sets everybody up for like really intense body image issues. It sets the sort of framework for body image issues. It, you know, it's sort of the background to it all as well. Thin is good, fat is bad. And of course, there's also this idea that like a person has to be healthy in order to earn your respect or be worthy of respect. And that's not true either. A person can be unhealthy. You can respect a sick person. I hope. I mean, if you can't respect a sick person, like, I don't even know what to tell you. But a sick person is still worthy of respect. And so if you can know that, then you can also know an unhealthy fat person who is not trying to get healthier or thinner is still worthy of respect. But we live in a culture that has taught us that's not true. A cancer patient might be worthy of respect, but a person who, uh, you know, has diabetes or whatever is not because they're fat. This is their fault. This is their problem. Like that's, that's the anti-fat bias and weight stigma. When in fact, they first and foremost do not owe you their health. They do not owe you anything in order to be worthy of respect. Everyone is worthy of respect. And it's not something that needs to be earned in that way. But also you just don't know. Those assumptions are often wrong and causing immense harm. Making the assumption causes harm. And then acting on that assumption, should you decide to give this person advice or something, causes even more harm. So the idea that, that it's just super important that we're able to complement weight loss is just, it, it's mind boggling to me. So I hope that that clears some stuff up. I am always looking for ways to 
make this kind of topic more accessible because I recognize that it's really sticky because it, it's like reality altering. You kind of, you're like, wait a second, everything I learned in my whole life isn't true. And that's okay. That's part of it. It's really disorienting to do this kind of work, the anti-diet work and the uh, anti-oppression work. But I would recommend the book um, Anti-Diet by Christy Harrison, the book Health at Every Size, the book uh, The Fuck It Diet. Um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of really great resources out there that can help you make this transition and not feel like your world just got completely flipped upside down and everything <laughs> you ever knew was true is false. Uh, and it'll just support some of this stuff with science because I'm not going to be able to spit out all the studies, but I can tell you they exist and I can tell you to go read the books. So go read the books. If you're like, I don't think this is backed by science, go read the books and then tell me otherwise. So that's where I would leave that. And if anybody in your life is pushing back against this, if you're on board, you know, you're really anti-diet and anti-oppression and anti-weight stigma, then maybe these books and resources will help other people. Maybe some of the arguments that I've sort of made in this episode will be helpful for you in those conversations. Because I believe we are all moving this topic forward bit by bit by bit, just like all the other oppression forms have been moved forward by every little person, every individual person doing the work and then spreading that in their circle of influence. Just like how, you know, 30 years ago, gay people were still, there was a huge stigma attached to them. And now they're I mean, there, there still may be in certain aspects in certain parts of the country or whatever, but like for the most part, everybody's like, yeah, cool. It's awesome. Be gay, be straight. None of this matters. It doesn't, we don't attach a significance or negative story about that. And I think the same is going to be true with weight, but it starts with individuals going, mm, I think we need to challenge the reality we've been living in. And this hopefully will help you do that in your circle of influence and or in your own thinking, if that's still sticky. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This ended up being a really long episode. Um, I look forward to getting to unpack this. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Jesse Neeland um, or on my website, jessineeland.com, because these are things that I love to hear from people about and I love to answer questions about. Uh, so if there's any confusion, please feel free to reach out. And that's it. I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.